I just want to say, this is such a special recording of hashtag the marriage pact, because rather than you being virtually in front of me, you are physically in front of me. So close, in fact, that if you had COVID, I would too now. Uh, I am definitely close enough that he can smell all of the ginger and garlic on my breath from dinner. Mm. Yum. (laughs) Yeah, but ginger and garlic are great for your immune system. Everyone should be consuming them as we enter this, as as we turn this corner. (laughs) Oh my god, we're turning so many corners in the wrong direction. Turning the corner of COVID. Yeah, I don't know um, if our listeners are watching the media, but for every 10 cases of COVID this weekend, one of them occurred in Illinois. Is that the, that's the stat? Yes, which to be clear, we're both in Illinois right now, but also to be clear, I don't believe the news unless I see it on YouTube. So so, frankly, this bit of information, information and air quotes, our listeners will just have to discern for themselves whether or not it's real. Just do your research, okay? Because there are women that kill children just to have their blood because they think it's an elixir, which we've learned in prior episodes. We've learned that. Exactly. I just feel like there's a dearth of critical thinking happening in the country right now. And the fraud is right there in front of you. You need to believe it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, I don't have COVID. I just swallowed my own spit. <laughs> <laughs> it's because the world has provided us nothing else to swallow of late. Mm. <laughs> Just for the record, spitters are quitters. (laughs) Consent is key. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, a a lot is happening in the world right now. I think the thing that's like most on my mind right now is the beginning. Joe Biden is president. (laughs) Happy Biden. Here you come up. (laughs) We're so happy. We. We had a very happy weekend because the weather here in Chicago was um, record-breakingly warm. It was in the 70s all weekend. I was wearing a t-shirt and shorts the whole time. We were biking everywhere and dancing in the streets uh, to celebrate another white guy becoming president. (laughs) Um, But as we are sort of exiting this... um, I don't know, this like little fantasy land that we've been living in for the next, for the last week and are starting to see, you know, the kind of weather we expected on the horizon. I'm starting to feel really bummed (laughs) because winter core is here and... He means quarantine, by the way, for any older folks who might be listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Us millennials have to shorten every word, so we're going, to, we're going to win core. I don't know if we're going to win core. As Dean mentioned, the, the outlook for coronavirus seems to be worse than it's ever been. And, uh, you know, as somebody who 
um, just wants to get out of this winter alive, I feel like that bodes very poorly for my dating life. And I'm wondering if you feel the same way. A hundred percent. Having moved from L.A. to a cold place, I am already ill-prepared. Like, it snowed two weeks ago in Denver, like six inches of snow, and I couldn't leave the house. I don't know how to drive. I don't have a pair of boots. How am I supposed to date? I spent all summer dating outside and going to bars that were outside or walking around. What the fuck do you do when it's 30 degrees at night? Well, and I mean, the other night, Dean and I were um, hanging out outside. And I think the coldest it got was like, you know, 58 degrees, which you think is going to be not so bad. But even that, which is certainly warmer than it's ever going to be in the wintertime, became pretty intolerable after a while, like just sitting outside. I mean, it's like, it's one thing to like go for a run in the cold or something like that, but to just be sitting the way that you would on a date in that kind of weather um, is pretty bad. So I cannot imagine doing it when it's in the 30s. Which just makes me think, oh boy, here we go back to the boring, boring FaceTime dates. (laughs) Which I cannot attest to because I have not done a FaceTime date ever. I didn't subscribe to any of the Bumble Hinge nonsense that they were pitching me in April and in May because, again, the the weather was nice, so... If I were oh. if I were to see anyone, it would have just been outside. For the record, I wasn't in April and May because it was still severe lockdown. But I don't even know how I would FaceTime date. I can barely do a Zoom interview for a new job. How am I supposed to get on video chat with some man I've never met? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I wasn't a big fan of the of the FaceTime dates. I sort of tried to get out of it as quickly as I could. Like, as soon as it was warm enough where it was reasonable to suggest doing an outdoor date, um, I sort of transitioned to that and never looked back. But now it's November, and frankly, I think the next date that I go on with some with a stranger is very likely going to be a FaceTime date. Because the other thing is, like, with the way things are going right now with the virus, like, I don't want to take the risk with somebody I don't know. Like, I'm open to meeting someone, but I want to vet them. Yeah, 100%. Why put yourself and your family at risk? And I, I think what's hysterical is that this summer, obviously, you had some options, mm-hmm. right? Like, you could go to a bar. You could go to get coffee and then, like, Honestly, for the most her. part, for the most part, the summer felt normal. You know, like, especially when it came to first dates. I went on plenty of first dates this summer that felt no different than a first date would have felt in any other year because... Most first dates don't involve physical contact anyway. Oh, they don't. (laughs) (laughs) So as long as you could sit outside somewhere, which is what you would generally prefer to do anyway if you're in Chicago in the summer, um, you know, then it felt really normal. And then the only weird part was, like, 
the sort of like how like no one shakes hands anymore (laughs) (laughs) or hugs or anything and then like at the end of the date it was kind of like the same I think that pandemic or non-pandemic I would much prefer to have a low um risk date yeah one that doesn't require a ton of time resources energy what have you so coffee or drinks are typically my go-to but I have been on a few fun first dates and I'm kind of missing how bizarre and random and fun they can be because the reality is is I'm not gonna go on a fun date for a long time yeah yeah that's so true like there's really nowadays there's like hardly anything that you can suggest that could make a date remotely creative uh whereas in the past often that was like a great way to like add some social lubricant to the first time meeting someone yeah i've gone on a handful of of fun dates but it's been a while and um i'm curious to hear what your experiences with fun dates are dean I'm Chams. And I'm Dean. And together we made a marriage pact when we were 17. It seemed safe at the time. I mean, what were the odds we'd still be single at age 30? Well, 10 years later, those odds are looking pretty bleak. So we decided to take action before it's too late. Together, we're going to explore our dating history over the last 10 years and figure out where we've gone wrong. Retell old love stories, recount fleeting romances, maybe even consult some experts, you know, get professional help because we really don't want to marry each other. I mean, we like each other fine, but it's more of a structural issue. And if you can't read between the lines, we both like boys. Hopefully by sharing our journey with the world, we'll help some other people out. Or if not, at the very least, we will try our best to be entertaining and we'll selfishly get to hear the sound of our own voices. So, This is kind of an embarrassing story. Years ago, (laughs) I basically, okay. So there's all these different dating apps. They all cater to different kinds of people. We've all been on Tinder. We know what the world is like there. We've been on Bumble, yada, yada. I decided I wanted to do some A-B testing between all of those different platforms to see what performed best. Oh, wow. Clearly, I've worked at a tech company. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so... I'm just like, is he cute? (laughs) (laughs) Will he sleep with me? Cool. (laughs) I tried to portray all these different parts of my personality so that I would elicit a a response from men. Like you just had. Mm-hmm. She seems cool. Will she sleep with me? <laughs> the answer is sometimes and definitely yes. So in each dating app, you're putting a different foot forward. Yeah. So, oh, I see. So you weren't necessarily testing the dating apps. You were more testing what 
what aspects of your personality were more virtually attractive. Mm-hmm. Okay. Exactly. So, on Tinder, what better place than to be a little more slutty than normal? I do all of my beta testing on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> what are your KPIs? What are you measuring against? <laughs> I mean, we all know the only measurement that counts. Shoe size? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so Tinder, I decide I'm going to be a little slutty. I have this sort of... (laughs) I have this sort of, like, vision of wearing matching underwear often with my future partner. Okay. <laughs> the judgment in your eyes right now is... Well, I don't know. I, I No, I see what you mean. Like, you crave the closeness that you have to have with someone for them to be down to be wearing the same pattern of underwear as you. Yeah. Like, obviously, like, there's some sort of compatibility um, the, the words sound weird, but you know, when I think of myself in a relationship, I want someone who is as weird as me to think that we should have matching underwear. And I sort of see us on Sunday morning making breakfast in our matching underwear. And in your perfect vision for the future, what pattern is the underwear that you are both wearing? I think like cute cartoons of food. Like little like sushis with happy faces or little <laughs> chubby avocados. <laughs> chubby avocados. <laughs> Step aside pears. There's a new fruit to compare body types to. <laughs> <laughs> I think like I don't know. I love them all, but I, I think foods really get me. Um so that all being said. As a part of my A-B testing on my Tinder, my bio was, you know, the description was, I really want to wear matching underwear with my next boyfriend, period. That <laughs> definitely elicited some responses from potential suitors. Interesting. Uh, yeah, and I, most of them were like, why? <laughs> I uh, so that's happened to me where I um put pour so much effort into trying to be clever on my dating profile that I don't actually think about what of uh, the most reasonable person's response would be to the thing that I put out there. And so I often find myself frustrated with the responses that I get <laughs> because it's people just being like why or how or explain this and I'm like what? No, it was supposed to be funny. Can we talk about something else? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of relate this to the guy that we met this weekend who one of the prompts was like, you'll never bet, but I dunked on a seven-foot basketball mm. hoop. And we were both like, okay, like, good job. <laughs> we're so, we were, we're so <laughs> confused about this, which I guess the, the joke is that a seven-foot basketball Hoop is very easy to dunk on. Yes, you're saying it like a question, but yes, that's the, the yeah, idea. Yeah, right, right. A, ba- a, a standard basketball hoop thing is 10 feet. But anyways. It is. It is. That's what he told us. Anyways, clearly that fell flat. We were confused. 
it's exactly one of those things where some people are going to get it and think that's funny. Right. Others, I mean... Are just going to be like, why? <laughs> I don't get it. Okay, cool. Good job. So I got a lot of men just being like, uh, why do you want to wear matching underwear? And I'm like, well, clearly you don't get it, Adam. Or or if they ask something like that, it's almost like they're, they're opening the floor for you to say something really vulgar. <laughs> Why do you want to wear matching underwear? Because I want to fuck you in it. <laughs> <laughs> because I want you to push it to the side and then put your dick in me. Okay, Sam? <laughs> I want us to wear matching underwear because coincidences are my kink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um. <laughs> Could you imagine that was your kink? You just, like, see the person shiver every time you have something in common. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. So I got a lot of those, and I'm like, huh, maybe this description is not as funny as I thought it was, or... So I'm, like, reconsidering it, but before I make any changes, this guy messages me. And he's like, oh my god, I want to wear matching underwear with my ex-girlfriend. Can we call him Joe Boxer? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Joe Boxer. So I'm like, yes, Joe Boxer. I'm glad we're on the same page. And he's like, great. So do you want to go get matching underwear together? Uh, Yeah, I guess so. He's like, great, how does Tuesday work? And I'm like, I'm free. (laughs) And I'm like, are you sure you don't want to do something less intense for a first date? No, no, I... This is the the fun date game of chicken. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. <laughs> this is uh, I, I don't know. I'm like giving a name to another dating theory that I have. Um, the random thing that I have to relate to this is that when I was in college, back when I was still dating women. Oh, um, what a time! Yeah, this girl, she and I. Long story short, we ended up like agreeing that it was a great idea to go and meet up um, under this archway at my college, which was, like, known for being, like, like if you kissed a person under it, you were going to get married. <laughs> you didn't tell me this. <laughs> no. Why have we not gone to this archway? <laughs> so, so, yeah, we, like, had this whole plan to go to this archway together, and then it became the fun date game of chicken, where we were like, oh, yeah, this sounds fun. This is a great idea, blah, 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 blah. And uh, finally, like, because <laughs> it was, um, it was 11, 11, 11. Oh, my God. <laughs> November 11th, uh, 2011. So, so that was the whole thing. We were going to, like, kiss each other at that moment under the archway. But then, like, I don't know, 10 minutes before. <laughs> so, at 11.01. <laughs> We, um, 
we finally chickened out and we were like, let's just go to like the rooftop of, of the library, which was like another place with like a beautiful view and stuff. And and then we, we chickened out from doing that, the archway. But there's always this fun date game of chicken and sometimes no one is the chicken and you just go through with it, even though it doesn't seem like that great of an idea the closer you get. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened. Like I walked into this date. This is the ideal response I had been waiting for. Um, but then I freak out and I'm like, what kind of fucking freak wants to go buy underwear with me? (laughs) (laughs) That is so fucking weird. None other than Joe Boxer himself. None other than Joe Boxer. And so I think he can sense that I'm a little uneasy. And so he's like, well, we can go for a drink first and then we can go buy underwear afterwards. It's too bad they don't serve drinks at Target. (laughs) Yeah, you won with things. So you could just stroll around with your glass of wine like, oh, I like the Elsa underwear. Oh, God. <laughs> but it is a missed opportunity for Target. FYI, at Target, you should be offering this store. Yeah. So we decide on a place, but then the place we choose, I don't know. It gets complicated. So he ends up just picking me up at the bar we were supposed to meet at. And... He's like, I guess, you know, I don't want the underwear place to close. And I don't know if our listeners know, me undies. Very fancy matching underwear superstore. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just using, wow. I'm just using buzzwords tonight. But it's, it's you know, it's an e-commerce underwear line. Me undies is such a bold move. Like, if I was going to get matching underwear with someone... And it was, like, kind of a joke. Then, I mean, like I said, Target. Target is the most elevated <laughs> store. I would I would do this. And ideally, it would be, like, Walmart or Kmart. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. They don't always have, like, matching underwear. Like, it can't just be, oh, like, you're wearing red boxers and I'm mm. wearing, like, red lingerie. Like, that's so basic. Right. So instead, we have to go to the place with fun patterns and all cotton underwear that's super trendy. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. So we... I get that. We park the car. We have to go to the fuck... What's the mall in LA, in, in West LA? Century City. Centri- we go to the Century City Mall and we park the car. If anyone has ever parked at the Century City Mall, be sure you remember where your car is at. Just a little, <laughs> just a little future forward. Uh, so we like park the car. We like go to Meandies. We find it's so awkward. Like him and I are just like, what do you do for work? How's your family? How do like, you feel about having SpongeBob on your crotch? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what character of underwear do you want to wear forever? Uh... So, just awkward small talk. We decide on a very cute pair of hearts underwear. It was all around Valentine's Day. Mm. It was a cute pair of underwear. It was so fucking expensive. Like, what an intense date already. Like, normal, again, like I said, I'm someone that typically goes out for coffee or drinks, something that I can immediately get out of if it's bad. And I'm someone who typically buys his underwear from Costco. (laughs) 
So between you and me, this is the wrong date. <laughs> but we're having fun. We buy our underwear. We like walk around the mall. And, you know, since we're at the mall, let's go get drinks. So we find a place to get a few drinks. Again, more fun. As we're leaving the bar, we can't find the car. <laughs> if I didn't foreshadow it earlier, we we legitimately, I think, walked around for 45 minutes. <gasps> yeah. What? We, couldn't, we could not find the car. Oh, God. Did he... Did he not have like a um, like the siren thing it's on just his? It's so loud. It's so big. The, the yeah. Button, and there's so many columns. So even if you're clicking the little clicker thing on your car to beep beep it, uh, <laughs> it's just enormous. Honestly, if if you know if hell is like unique for every individual, mine is definitely a parking a public parking garage in in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> so awful. and I was wearing like heels that I was trying to break in for oh a wedding God. so, so he- I was just like in pain like the click, heels click. were echoing along the cement walls of the garage it was so bad but we we find we did find the car believe it or not and we got in and he was great he was so nice I had not been on a date with a guy that was so stand up and forward and hmm kind and he paid for everything like really good date overall wow and i remember being like huh it must be because he's from texas he's got this like southern guy charm Mm. he has it was his second week in la so he hasn't Uh. been like ruined by the people (laughs) like he doesn't think he's some hot shit fucking wannabe rapper which he ended up being Uh, you know in my head I'm like oh this is like a great dude and he's fun like who the fuck decides to go get matching underwear with a girl wait it it sounds like you're suffering from a very mild case of vacation brain with this guy you're right it was a little because he's barely a resident of the city that you're living in so you're like you know you're seduced by his unfamiliar charm Mm mm-hmm yeah yeah I mean, sure, we can call this a minor case of vacation brain. <laughs> I also think I am fascinated and I tend to like be enamored by folks that are not like me or the people that are around me, which is why when I went on a date with the guy that was in the military, I was like, this is great. This is recent mm. because he's just from such a different walk right. of life and set of experiences than I am. Although I think you just end up wanting what you can't have. Like, when I was living in D.C., I was the same way. Like, I got really sick of going on dates with people who were, like, you know, had, like, overlaps with me professionally and all that because, like, in D.C., everybody works for the government in some capacity. Um, And so... You know, when I would go to other cities, like, I'd meet somebody who was, like, I don't know, like, I'd meet somebody who, like, worked in insurance, and I'd be like, wow, tell me about it. That's so fascinating. (laughs) (laughs) So, to be clear, you don't work for a government contractor? Do you want to get married? (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so anyway, you were excited about 
the fact that he was just not a part of your world. He was not part of my world. Ariel Undies. Ariel Undies and Joe Boxer. I want Ursula Undies with tentacles. (laughs) (laughs) I will work on that for Christmas. Great. Uh, So he drives me back to my car. We have a very fine car conversation ride. All of that stuff. And then we start making out. It was evident. It's so weird to think about just like making out with someone pre-COVID and not worrying. (laughs) (laughs) There's like nothing. Like I'm like for sure. Fucking give me mouth herpes. I probably we have it. We all have it. Everybody has herpes. We all have herpes. But it's just bizarre to think back to a time when you just like haphazardly make out with whomever will like stick their tongue down your throat. Anyways. (laughs) Sorry, just, just The listeners back. are all like, uh, that's not what the before times were like for me. <laughs> Who is this hoe I've subscribed to on Spotify and Apple Podcasts? <laughs> so, we're making out. Things are good. It seems to be escalating, but I was on this kick of not sleeping with people on the first date. So, kind of you know, teasy of me to have gone on a buying underwear date with this man and then to be like, hmm, but we can't sleep together until like the third or fourth date. (laughs) Oh, wow. So when we had gotten the underwear packaged at the, um, at MeUndies at the store, they just put it all in one bag. They knew. They, I mean, they knew we were together. (laughs) (laughs) They knew you had a plan. We had a plan. It's like when you go to a Walgreens and you're like... Give me the Pepto. (laughs) That's not where I was going. (laughs) When you go to Walgreens and you like ask for condoms with your girlfriend and the cashier looks at you and he's like, I know what you guys are doing tonight. Would you like some Pepto? I'm gonna do that the next time I have to buy condoms with a partner. Do you need any Pepto? Eric? Are you sure? I, I think, though, we're sort of touching on one of the benefits of the fun date, which is that assuming that your fun date is in a stimulating environment, what it gives you is a, a lot to talk about. Like, um, like I, th- I think back on a date I went on once where it wasn't the plan, but we ended up going to a book- bookstore with this particular person I went on, um, I ended up dating for like a couple of months and that date was probably our best date because the bookstore just gave us so much to talk about and we could just like randomly pull things off the shelves and be like, oh, I read this when I was a kid. I Look at this book on tantric sex. Yeah, exactly. Like you can... <laughs> You can, like, find kind of ridiculous stuff and and gauge their sense of humor and all that stuff. So I'm kind of curious, like, was Me Undies too soon in your um, date with this guy for you to actually benefit from the environment? Or did it give you, like, some nice talking points and, like, 
did it ease the sort of tension of, of being with somebody new at all? Yeah. I remember it being incredibly awkward oh, while it was happening because we didn't really know each other. Right. So you're just sort of like, do you like this pair? Right. Do you like this pattern? Mm. Uh, and then we just decided on one. And then after it was done, I was like, oh my God, we have to take a picture. So I have this picture of our like bag of underwear in front of the MeUndies store <laughs> because I was like, there's no fucking way that if I retell this story <laughs> that people are going to believe me. I wish I would have gotten him in it because, you know. This is like the time we got my sister to take a picture in front of this Froyo place called Oops when she was pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Just like it. <laughs> so, anyways, I tell this guy I'm not going to have sex with him, right? I'm like, nope, you're not coming home with me. I'm not coming home with you. We're going to go on another date, okay? And Joe Boxer is like, okay. Like, he seems, again, gentlemanly, very Southern. And so I'm like, oh, I, like, go to hand him his boxers. And he's like, Oh no, you keep those for next time. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> but in my head, my initial reaction is like, oh, well, obviously we're going to see each other again because I right. have his $32 pair of underwear. Right. Like, I'm not wasting $32 to not see him again. Mm hmm. Um,. So in my head, like, I'm like, this is great fucking that news. Is, that is an absurdly large amount of money to spend on underwear in general, in my opinion, and especially <laughs> on joke underwear. <laughs> I mean, he really committed to the, he really committed to the joke. So. I mean, you got to give him credit for that. He had a can-do attitude. I'm going to finish the story. It's kind of, I mean, it's sad. Obviously, I'll just tell you the punchline. It doesn't work out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, we, like, set a, a second date. And then an hour or so before the date, I'm like, hey, just making sure we're good. No response. Oh, wow. And then I think a day later, he's like, oh, my God, so sorry. Got so wound up. I'm going to make it up to you. Sets another date. Does the same thing. <gasps> what? Yeah. It was really bizarre. Like, we would get through the whole planning process of being like, here's the time and the day and the location. Wow. And then it would just... So he was like... <laughs> you thought he was like, had not fully acclimated to LA yet, when in reality he was more Angelino than the locals. Really, he really had it in his in his blood. Oh God! Uh, I think the best part of this whole story was that the night we met, I went home and I posted an Instagram story about what happened. Mm -hmm. So like everything I just told you guys. Hey, I had on my Tinder. I wanted matching underwear. This guy asked me out. We got matching underwear tonight. Are we getting married? <laughs> And 
I tagged me undies. And they reposted me. And of like, course they did. This like, is like made me a little uh, permanent story on their Instagram. Oh my god! <laughs> they were like, "You guys all should do this." And wow. it was uh, a little, a little social fun. Oh my god, Dean, yeah. you became famous. Yeah, so. so I was a little famous for a day. Um, wow. So. Um, so we will certainly be tagging me undies, and I do have to say, this is not sponsored content. I paid for those underwear. <laughs> and it's a bit. Well, hey, you at least you got to hold on to your investment. This guy paid that much money for underwear and never saw it again. So do you want to know what happened to those underwear? Oh yeah. What happened? <laughs> so. I kept them in my drawer for like, I mean, I must have gone on this date in 2017. They were still in my drawer in May. Oh my God, when what? When I moved. Were you just holding on to them thinking maybe you'll give them as a gift to someone as a boy or like? <laughs> so I thought at some point this guy would come around and he did. For a while he would like pop up. He would text me like once every three months. What? To be like, hey, sup. He literally would say, hey, sup. Which... Now we know, like, he's, right, he's he, a loser. He was horny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so I stopped responding. But then at a certain point, I was like, these are really expensive underwear. They're very nice. And I feel like I should give them to someone. Mm. But then in oh May. Oh, my God. Are you, gonna, are you about to pull them out from under your seat and give them to me? <laughs> That's so <laughs> sweet. But I don't wear boxers. They were, they were boxer briefs. Oh. And I really wish I was I had given them to you. But in May, <laughs> I was like, well, I'm moving. This is not something that I need to, like, literal baggage that I need to carry <laughs> with me through my new move. And so I gave them to the guy that I had been seeing in L.A., but we weren't seeing each other anymore. And so I was just <laughs> like, hey, <laughs> I know we're not really talking, but I have a random gift for you. Oh, God. And I gave him these heart-printed underwear. I wonder if Mia Undies would repost the fate of this underwear. I, I mean, it's a sad fate. I will say that the guy that I was seeing did send me a really sexy picture of him in those underwear. So, hmm. win for me. Yeah. Wow. Joe Boxer, you lost in this in this story. Because I would have had sex with you had you been a normal fucking person. We really only had to go on two normal dates. Right. And we would have had sex and it would have been so fun and fine. So it kind of sounds like ever since then, you've been sort of down on fun dates. Like now, because you were saying at the beginning, your philosophy is first date should be very straightforward. Like drinks, coffee, just sit down and get to know the person, decide if they're worth any more of your time. Yeah, I mean, basically, I think it should be something that you can escape quickly if it doesn't go well, like, while it's happening, which wasn't the case with Joe Boxer, right? Like, it went well, even though it was kind of mm -hmm. this crazy date. But the But it time... also sounds like you, you probably put more time into that date than you would have if it was a more normal date. And then it would have been less time that you put towards somebody that you're never going to see again. Here's what, I, here's what I'll say. I don't think that any of my fun first dates have made me like anyone more than a normal coffee date that can just extend. So, so the fun date doesn't improve your odds 
and therefore it's not really a worthwhile thing to be doing because it's not altering uh it's not altering like the potential of any relationship so yeah that's fair so like why waste both of your time money energy on a first date when you could just wait until yeah actually decide that you like the person yeah i just sort of look back on like fun dates that i've had and i guess ultimately whether or not you have chemistry with the person, whether or not you like the person is probably going to show regardless of what you're doing on the date. But the fun date gives you a lot more to talk about afterwards and it gives you shared experience and it gives you sort of like a basis upon which to build the relationship. But maybe then that's a good argument for doing it on the second date. Yeah. Because you've exhausted the surface level topics. Right. On your, on your whatever first mm-hmm. date. So then on the second date, you're like, we right. have to go axe throwing. And you then bring, we're going to talk about how bad we are at axe throwing. You bring in the reinforcements. You do something to make the second date, uh, you know, survive the, uh, the difficulties of, of navigating a new relationship. Yeah, I like that. I like that compromise. So boring first date, fun second date. If you get to the third date, then you don't have to record a podcast anymore. (laughs) (laughs) What about if you get to a third date and then things just totally blow up? (laughs) Well, then you go back to the podcast. That's why we're here, folks. That's why we're here. Yeah. A very close friend of ours gave me a prescription to dating. Oh, okay. She says the first date should be something casual, preferably non-alcoholic. So in her head, it should be a coffee date. But she approves of a bar. Okay. If need be. But ideally, date number one is coffee. Ideally, date number one is coffee. The second date has to be food. Okay. Which I think is good because you get to learn, A, are they picky? And B, like, how do they eat? How do they treat the servers? What is going to be your general experience with someone eating out at a restaurant? The third day has to be an activity. Okay. So mini golf, a (laughs) hike. Uh, Walgreens. <laughs> Pepto Bismol. <laughs> no, it can be anything. Like if you have anything, any sort of shared interest, that would be a good opportunity. So in non-COVID times, a concert. Um, mm. And then the fourth date, it can be anything you want, and that's when you can have sex on the fourth date. I see. So fourth date, you just show up at a glory hole and. Do your thing. Put it in me. So if we have the four-step dating process bequeathed upon us by your friend the doctor, (laughs) um, obviously that needs to be adapted to the current times. And I think the question is not so much what do you do on each date, but what at what date 
is it time to integrate with this person to allow them into your pod? I think that if you can sort of distinguish what their policies are, right. then you can... If you feel like you're on the same page with them. You can figure out if you're aligned or not. Um, but I think that's going to be a lot of work for us the next few months, friend. Yeah. I think the best the best part of what's to come for me is that I'm moving out mm. of, of the basement. Yeah. So... It'll be less scary to see people because I won't think that I'm going to get my entire family sick. (laughs) But that being said, I'm still not going to be like going to a party with 40 fucking people indoors. Well, it'll be interesting to see how things transpire. I'm I am excited for what your dating life holds once you are housebroken. (laughs) (laughs) Well... We'll see. I mean, I had a big week last week, so I think I'm going to take a little break. Mm, pump the brakes a little. Pump the brakes. I mean, I thought I was getting married I honestly weekend, feel. So. I honestly feel the same way because, like, at this moment, I'm really not that enthusiastic about, you know, distance dating. And so I think I might need to take some time off of it. Of dating in general to get to a point where I'm like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to date again, regardless of what that entails. Well, here's my silver lining in all of this. Mm. Um, it doesn't really matter what you fucking do. You just have to find the right person. It's not, did I have a fun date? Did I right. have a lame? Yeah, that's a good point. Date? The whole the, this whole conversation led us to the conclusion that fun dates don't make a difference. So, you know, our odds are of finding somebody are just as good now as they would be in normal times when we could go putt-putt on the first date. And for the record, I never want to ask throw, okay, any man that wanted to go on a date with me? I don't either, but that's because I don't like sports. <laughs> <laughs> and axe throwing seems a lot like a sport. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, that leaves one question, Dean. What is it? Are we still getting married? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are. I hate to say it. I almost feel like we're more likely to get married now than we have been in the past. We're in the same room together. We're in a pod together, right on the on the brink of winter core. And... Um, we are both dreading the prospect of dating. Oh my god, are you asking me to move in? Was that just, <laughs> was that, was that you asking me to move in? Honestly, yeah, move in with me because otherwise I'm going to be alone all winter. Yes! <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to The Marriage Pact. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, write us a review, share with your friends, and stay tuned for the next installment of The Marriage Pact. And until next time, happy happy dating. dating!